He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel, and it's a podcast where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode. But today, it's an actual friend. That's rare. Uh, his name is Ryan Kugler, based in California. We are we have stayed. We're the only three people that are still in California. But I I talked to Ryan. I mean, I'd been meaning to do this. I think with him for for a few years. And uh, the thing that fascinated me about him is that. Um, he used to be very big in distributing with VHS tapes. Like that was a big part of his business. And obviously with technology, that kind of was on the way out. And he was able to kind of like re-engineer and re-catapult himself into being very busy with a very uh, popular business as well as a side hustle that we're going to talk about. I also want to talk to him about how he kind of had his Los Angeles bucket list of destinations uh, that he got to start checking off while his family was out of town. So we kind of go through the list for that. Um, but yeah, um, this is going to be my talk with Ryan Coogler. I'll also even do, let me do a countdown even. Let me do a, like a, maybe I can do a 10 second countdown. Let me see if I can do this. I mean, that's. Nah, I didn't want to wait that long, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> me, Evan Wexel, Social Awkward, and my Facebook friend is is a real friend, but he's also my Facebook friend, and and as soon there's soon there's a birthday in the family, so so that's good. Ryan Coogler, for those of you who may have heard the name, yes, he has directed Creed, <laughs> and produced Creed Two, and yes, I just found out on his IMDb page there's going to be a Creed Three. It is yes, my doppelganger. Your doppelganger, <laughs> Ryan Coogler. So, but you said you've once gotten like calls in the office looking for him. Yes. First, hello. How are you? Thank yes. you for having me. You're awesome. Uh, yes, I have gotten calls. At least three people looking for him, <laughs> calling here. And what I've, Mr. Ryan Coogler, spelled differently. Yes. Uh, who is a famous director? And uh, what I should have said is, sure, I'll do the deal. Here's my wire information. Nice. Yeah. He's, uh, he was, he did the new space jam too. So you can't, he's a can't miss. Yeah. He's a can't miss. Yes. Yeah. So I had a friend actually who worked at Disney and his picture, him being the other Ryan Coogler spelled differently. Mm-hmm. He had a picture in the guard shack with his name. And my friend said, dude, wait a second. I know the name, but I don't, the picture doesn't match the guy I know what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So. So we've known each other a while. I made one of the first few years when I knew you is when you were doing something. There was a company DVA and that was like, what was that? That was like distributing video or what was, what was the yeah, so DVA was a family business that I got into right out of school that my father owned yeah. and me and my brothers all got into it. And basically it was selling videotapes, VHS videotapes to video stores. So our clientele was Blockbuster and Hollywood Video and Movie Gallery and West Coast Video, all these rental chains that were, you know, like Starbucks at the time on every corner renting out movies, which is now 
gone and you don't really do that. You just go home and turn on your TV and you can watch a movie. Cause like, cause the amazing thing about that is obviously what was it like? Like you had a family business that basically got outdated because of technology. And then you found this whole completely different thing that you've made successful also. So like, yes, well, what was not, that to, like? not to toot my own horn, but I will boast a little bit. Yeah. So when I got into the business with my family and I was out of school and I was done, uh, we were selling videotapes to video stores. And I said, wait a second, why are we doing something a little bigger? Why aren't we selling more than just, you know, at the time you'd sell, you know, either 10 videos or 1500 videos to a video store. Why aren't we selling 10,000 to 50,000 videos to say Best Buy, who is, was an account of ours right. still is in Circuit City. So I took it to the next level and we started distributing in bulk larger amounts of videos to those big retailers, Dollar General, Best Buy, right. Target. So I grew the business from there. And then, yes, as the industry started to change and, you know, people started downloading movies, I yeah. saw the writing on the wall and I said, well, wait a second. It was actually a person I sold to at one of the at Sam's Club who said, hey, man, a widget's a widget. We buy anything. So <laughs> we started selling other products, other widgets, which is a term for a product, to yeah. the retailers. So if we're selling to Target videos, well, they carry 10,000 other items. It's called SKUs to them. Why yeah. aren't I selling them more stuff? So I then started to kind of pivot is the word we use today that was not used back then, but transition and started selling other products to these retailers. And that kind of then changed to where now you'll, you'll go into like any product as long as there's a lot of them. Yeah. So my, I, yeah, I have like 20 spare stroller bags. I'm still trying to offload, but I mean, you know, that's, oh, that's, right. that's I, not a that. I was trying to get those offloaded. We, Cause we did like an Amazon selling thing and you know, we spent a lot of money on it. We were thinking like, this would be our, you know, our side hustle. And you know, I kind of forgot what my real hustle and side hustle are. So I did that, but I'm like, okay, now I gotta get rid of all these boxes. Cause he's like 30 boxes in our house and you got 30 boxes even enough, enough for you guys. You need it's like not, it's thousands. Not so what you experience, we deal with major manufacturers, retailers, wholesalers, and they have truckloads or warehouses full of, strollers or baby bags or whatever so yeah. we do it more in bulk large yeah. bulk by truckload by skid thousands tens of thousands of units at a time yeah. so i transition into buying and selling pretty much anything and everything where you can make money and it's called the liquidation business the closeout right. business yeah where we buy things and resell them and we do it in bulk and it sounds like it could be like something you can almost put on automatic like uh, or, no, but you have to you have to depends on yeah, it's this this isn't like AI Surrey type Alexa Amazon <laughs> that we, we do need to someone needs to be here with a brain and think with it because right. every day we get calls for new products from human hair to pig ears to spoiled milk that we have to help come up with a solution and give new life to because we're are you, say, are you saying you would take on the extra thirty million doses of Moderna vaccine that that he's gonna throw out? No, but we, have, <laughs> we we've we've seen a lot of PPEs they call it okay. masks, gloves, wow. you know, back and I you know whatever wipes we, yeah. we've seen it all. We're not wow. buying it currently because right. it's too much. Right. But yeah, we've, we've seen it and dealt with it. Cool, cool. I just thought it was really fascinating that you like you could like reinvent yourself uh, professionally, like knowing it's like if you were owning like a camera store and like uh oh yeah they're all using their phones now. Yep. We, to, we, had to, we had to pivot quickly and yeah. swiftly to get out of it. It's like someone selling pagers, you know, people yeah. aren't buying pagers, but they had to move out of it and get into another business. Yeah. And okay. And then the next thing recently, you have a lovely family. Thank Apparently you. they, 
and, and you know, you're all a single unit now, but apparently they were out of town for a few weeks. Yeah. So my, my, so this was the summer of George, should I say, like from the Seinfeld <laughs> show. And ironically, I think every member of my family had the summer of because my daughter went to summer camp overnight camp up in Oregon for four weeks. Yeah. My wife took her up there as well as my son, who was a camp counselor at the school at the camp for mm -hmm. that time. And my wife went up there because we have a house up there and she was fixing it up. So I was home alone, Macaulay Culkin, yeah. uh, here in LA, and I had to make the best of it. <laughs> so I think what you're, what you're getting to is I basically decided to every day do something different that I've never <laughs> done before in the city of LA. You know, you see all these touristy things and sure you do them over time, but I decided to hit them all like in 10 days. Yeah, it sounds like something almost like an about to be like divorced dad would do. Like the family, the family's about to offload you, and you're like, I gotta live my life now because I'm gonna be underwater in alimony for the next several years. And but now you did this from a place above water, and uh, so so what what went into picking up like the list? What made up the list of George or Kugler that was like yeah. I need these places? I I wanted to do things. You know, there are many things in LA that I've never done, like that I just, I, I actually did make a list. I physically wrote out a list yeah. and I said, okay, these are the things I want to do and what made it out because I've never done it. So I'm not going to go to the Hollywood Bowl because I've been to the Hollywood Bowl several times. I'm not yeah. going to go to Universal Studios because I've been to Universal Studios. So I did things that I've never done that I wanted to do and what made me do it because I'm like, ah, oh, it's I've seen things on TV or this or that, or I would also just kind of search the internet what's going on. Yeah. So basically I did everything from, yes, you drive up the coast uh, to Ventura, you know, they always say drive up the one. I did that. Point Doom, I've never done that, which has been in a lot of movies. I went and checked that out and hiked that. Okay. Uh, I went to, you know, comedy clubs. I've been to the improv, but I never went to the comedy store, the one that Pauly Shore owns. I never went right. to the Laugh Factory. So I did those things. I went to the comedy shows. Yes, it was a little weird going by yourself because, you know, like at the comedy store, they seat you at a singles table. And <laughs> a girl right next to me, I'm like, hi. You know, so it's like, OK, well, I've got to go home to the wife and kids. So, you know, thinking there. But I did those type of things and it was just kind of neat and different and, you know, things that I've never done before that I've always wanted to do. And Viper Room, was that something else I think you did? The Viper? No, I went to the Whiskey Go-Go. Whiskey Go-Go. OK. Yeah. So I've never been there because it's been in movies and it's kind of known for everything. I tried to go to the Roxy. And the only night I wanted to go, it was like sold out and I wasn't going to go sit in the line for an hour and wait. Right. So those were the things. And then I had to do something for work because I own an event company as a side hustle. Well, that's right. And I had to go to some clubs to scout out a location for an event that somebody wants to do a party. So I did that. And that was interesting. Right. Um, so to see the club scene in today, because, yes, I used to go to clubs as a teenager. <laughs> and to just see it today and the music and the rules and all that, that was just kind of interesting. How was it as an older whippersnapper, as not longer a young whippersnapper anymore? Well, obviously, the clientele is different, meaning who goes. Yeah. What they wear is a lot different. I don't yeah. think that they used to wear fishnet stockings and just underwear back then. Okay. G-strings. <laughs> Uh, the music is, you know, back when we grew up, it was, you know, more pop, more, you know, beats per minute. It's the exact opposite now where the music is just like one long beat. It's kind of weird. <laughs> and you're just like, where this isn't music. It's just someone hitting a, a note on a on a piano for like five minutes. So it's just an ambiance. It, uh... Yeah, it's an ambiance, the lighting. But then also it's like they cage you in, which could be, you know, post COVID. But it was like <laughs> the dance floor has stanchions around it. Okay. So 
So, you know, normally you go to a place and you just kind of stand around and you dance or whatever. But this is like, if you want to dance, you're in this like sectioned off area with stanchions and rope. And that's how it is. And the stanchions and rope was filled with people like a mosh pit. You could, I don't They couldn't dance. They weren't moving. They were just standing there. So, oh gosh. Yeah. So well, pretty, they were up close to the band that was playing. And well, this was, this was a club. So this oh, so was music. The, um, okay, gotcha. a music club. I don't, I don't forget. I forget the name. So but you're saying the music they play in the clubs now can be a single beat. Yes. That just drones on. Yes. Yes. But when I went to Whiskey Go-Go, they had a similar thing. The, you know, I never went there before, but you had to be on the wood floor if you wanted to stand on the floor and you couldn't stand on the carpet. They like would move yeah. you around. Well, I think I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's still existing. So well, I wasn't there, but I think I, in the Viper Room, it felt like there was something different when I was there the one time. Okay. Was the Viper Room. Yeah, and, you know, it was good just to go see, you know, I watched like an 80s band and that was kind of neat, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's it was, you know, but then going to the comedy store and they, you know, here, we're going to place you right here. You got to sit right here and, you know, obviously two drink minimum, all that. Right. But it was kind of neat. I went to the Laugh Factory and I sat down and I, you know, it's dark. You can't see anything. And Dana Carvey was sitting right next to me. And I didn't even wow. know until wow. cool. they called him up. I'm like, dude, I would have like chatted with him, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. He was also, I feel like also in LA sets, like some of these places, like the show just will keep going until you leave. Like they'll always have comedians. Like, like if you go, it's a late night, you yeah. might have like all these comedians just like stop in and then they just keep throwing them up there. Yeah. They do keep throwing them up. There. There's a lot of special guests. I don't stay late. I'm an old dude. So I go to bed, yeah. but you know, everything kind of, you know, this whole club scene, comedy scene, it all, you know, it all starts at eight. Yeah. I'm sorry. Nine, 10 o'clock. So I, I did not stay up that late. I'm like, okay, I did it. I see it. I'm here for an hour. I heard a few songs, a few sets. I'm good. Done. Eddie, let's, let me see other things. Madame Tussauds Museum. Is that a big thing? Or uh, I've been there with the kids, so I didn't do that. Okay. Um, but I did go to, hold on. I did go to another museum. God, I forgot what it was. It's like I packed everything in. Like the LA Museum, like near like La Brea or? No. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. I went to the new Academy Museum. Good job, Evan. Okay, okay. I, I went to the new Academy Museum, which eh, wasn't that great. <laughs> okay. Good to Let's put that on Yelp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're coming to town with like, you know, family, it's worth going. But someone who already lives here, you and I, who've been part of this, you know, movie scene and seen things. It's it's like okay cool I get it. So was were you close to like going on a on a tour bus and like getting star maps? Was that a no? You know that is one thing I've never done in the city. I will be honest, but I keep holding it off because my kids when we drive down Hollywood to go somewhere, they're like oh let's go do that. So I kind of like ah uh, I'll go do that with them. But also it was pretty hot this summer as you know, and these yeah. buses have no roof, and it's like oh, I don't <laughs> want to do that for an hour and just drive up and down streets. Yeah. So so, so if the day if the trip. If the summer of Kugler was extended a few days, was there anything that just missed the cut? I that did. Was... I've never been to the Getty out on the coast. You know, the oh, one off yeah. the stage. I, I think I was there one time years uh, and years ago. I've never, you know, I bought tickets once and we were going to go, but it never worked out. So I did want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go to the John Ford Theater. You know, that one off yeah. Coanga. That's across from the Hollywood Bowl. Okay. It's another famous oh, yeah, yeah. theater. I've been wanting to go to that, but again, the 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 the, pe- the bands or people that were playing were just like two I've never heard of beyond never heard of. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you know. Oh, and then I went. You know, it was really cool. So when mm-hmm. I went to the clubs, the music clubs, yeah. not the concert clubs where they play a concert, but the mm-hmm. you know, beat bop music. Yeah, there were there are places along Hollywood Boulevard for anyone that doesn't know this. 
that are amazing to walk into. Okay. Yeah. So like there was this one place that's an indoor circus. <laughs> I know. Totally. I like, I'm like, what is this? And you walk in and it's like people just performing. There's no elephants in there. Right. But it looks like you're at a circus from the 1930s as you go inside and there's a stage and the lighting and the drapes and there's like people just performing. And I thought that was amazing. Then next to that, there's something called, um, God, what is it? Where you play the game where you can't get out. Escape room. Uh, okay. So there's yeah. something called the escape room hotel, which was beautiful mm -hmm. and it's all characterized and looks like a movie set and people are singing, you know, ladies are singing up top. And they do actually a burlesque show. That was another thing I wanted to do. A mm -hmm. decent burlesque show, by the way. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, but I wanted to go to a burlesque show, but it was like that I thought, ah, oh, that'd be a little weird by myself. <laughs> <laughs> what, had he ever been to the Magic Castle? Yes. Okay. So yes. Done. Yeah, done that. Awesome. Yes. That's, okay. that's very entertaining. Yes. So if I had a few more days, I probably would have tried to do the burlesque show. I would have done the John Ford Theater. I would have done the Getty. And, you know, I'm sure I will again have a week off, but we live in a city which is very aesthetically beautiful and has a lot of activity and yeah. we need to enjoy it more. Yeah. And, you know, we all get tied down with kids or work or whatever. And basically I had no kids. I went to work and I was done at whatever four o'clock because I started early. And I'm yeah. like, I need something to do every day. Because if you're just sitting at home alone with your family gone for four weeks, it's not that fun. You know, yeah. you can only watch so much TV and TV is horrible these days because it's yeah. so, you know mind-altering should i say yeah <laughs> um so i basically made the best of it and just wanted to be proactive and go find fun things to do and then and when I you did have dinner with people i like went and had dinner sorry evan you and i didn't yeah, go ahead no, that's okay yeah. yeah but you know hey I, I we went i went out to dinner with people there were different things going on so yeah. although i think you're coming to my house saturday night aren't you i hope so yes well your wife knows we're, we're working out yes we're working out logistics of just okay, like good. what's my slot Ah. I have to book my slot, okay. but I know the Cougars have the legendary taco trucks are usually the thing, but I know you have like other things prepared. So I'm going <laughs> to be sure. We try to always make a little impact. Yes. And then there's a pool, so you can't be yes, dead. That's right. Anyway, so that's what I did. It was fun. And I think it's neat that you asked. And um, yes, I think people were following me on my social because I would. Oh, the other thing I did. Yeah. Chinatown had okay. this. So we've all been to Chinatown. Okay. Most mm -hmm. of us. Yeah. When you go to Chinatown during the day, most of the stores are closed, ironically. It's kind of okay. weird. So I went to this event with another buddy of mine who invited me, and it was this, like, KCRW party at, on the in Chinatown. Right. And it was packed, and they were, like, blowing these fireworks, and there were food trucks. And that was really cool because finally all the stores were open, and it was just a big camaraderie of people having a good time in L.A. Mm -hmm. And before I did that, I, I did a downtown L.A. day. I went and did the Angels flight. You know that little, like, orange little train that goes up a mountain? Oh, uh, no. No? Okay, so there's this, like, little trolley that goes up the hill in downtown L.A. that's been around for, like, 100 years that helped okay. transport people so they didn't need to go upstairs 100 years ago. I went and did that. I went to Little Tokyo. You ever been to Little Tokyo? No. Okay, dude, I got to tell you. Chinatown. Koreatown, yes. Thai town, yes. Okay, no. not Thai town. Little, little Tokyo. Tokyo. Where is that? It's in downtown right off. It's like near okay. City Hall. Okay. And it's really cool. It's, it's like Chinatown. It's like three or four blocks of all these little shops and boba teas and this and that. And it was just kind of neat to go there and check it out. So I did that. I did Central Market again, which I've done before, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, the whole bunch of food vendors inside of one building, like kind of like a big food court you'd see in a mall. Mm -hmm. 
So those were other things I did. So each day, like I would do, okay, here's downtown, here's the coast, here's the beach, here's this, here's that. Okay. So I'm, yeah. and I'm assuming Dodger Stadium has been done. Dodger Stadium has been done. I've been to a couple yeah. games there. Um, what other things are you going to, do you expect SoFi Stadium in some way? Do you think I have wanted to do a tour of SoFi Stadium? I want to check it out either at a game or a tour. Yeah. Being them in, uh, that I'm in the event business, I am assuming probably in the next six months I will go there for business, and that will handle that. Yeah, they had Super Bowl, but WrestleMania is next year, so uh, I, I don't know great. if I'm I don't know if I'm going to get to it's two nights. I don't know. It's gonna. What's see. What's your opinion of Vince stepping down? Uh, I think it's better for for the creative of the okay. the, the storylines. There's sometimes it lacks continuity, a lot of starting and stopping of things, and uh, people are liking what's been happening the last few weeks on TV. Oh, okay, so but, it's already changed since he stepped down. Yeah, so far though they they're up to finding uh, over nineteen million dollars of these kinds of payments. So, <laughs> so the over under, I don't know. Someone on the podcast made an over under of like, what do you think? Over under twenty seven million. How much? How much money do you think? And uh, I don't know. They're gonna keep investigating. So right. there's just more more files to open, I guess. So it's good. It's good. It's you know, it, he usually I would never expect him to step down. So it's obviously. They frame it in such a way where he has to. That's true. But isn't know, it so. in charge right now? Uh, technically, it's like a co-CEO ship okay. with his daughter and this guy, Nick Khan, who's like a CAA agent. Okay. And the son-in-law runs the the creative side, Triple H. So he's he's the one that everyone's like, oh, thank you for cleaning this up. So Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's okay. going well. I don't know. I'll, I'll see if there's any – there's no more DVDs I can give Adam uh, for White Elephant Gift. Oh, that's right. But I'll, I'll keep bringing it up to him. Uh because those things only increase in value. I, you know, there is actually a story about if you find a VHS tape that's original, like Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back, mm -hmm. it's worth like 50 Gs. Holy shoot. Yes. Damn it. Crazy, Damn it. isn't it? I have to look in, I got to look back into my parents' house to see what's still there. I think you should. I mean, it's, you know, my, my, you know, I was born into that business and to think does, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, I used to buy and sell back in the 90s. Does the, cover have to be in good condition it has to be yes. like mint oh yes right. so not even near mint no it, that's be perfect I, you, you could google it but it's also okay. that's happening with video games right now too if, yeah. if you have like an old nes or you know 32-bit or something like that game yeah. atari game that's original it's the yeah. same thing it's going for like 30 to 50 g's but it has to be like wrapped yeah yes it can't be like, you know, there. I don't know if you know the story about, do you remember the E.T. game that came out way back when? Was this Atari? Yeah. So yeah. it was a big flop and they wound up putting it in the ground in New Mexico. So people <laughs> are now trying to go back to the dump to dig it out to see if there's some in good condition that they can sell for 50 Gs. And there's probably just a lot of little E.T.s developing from the VHS itself. Yes, exactly. Yes. So. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Just a super. Anyway. It's good. Yeah. Well, are, you, are you still working then the rest of the day? Yes, I still work the rest of the day. And I have two other businesses, which is how all you also led. I own an event business and I own a marketing business. So that helps you see LA also if you do your races. Yes. So I'm always all over LA doing, you know, either between scouting for a new location or doing an event or meeting with someone somewhere who wants to do, a yeah. do an event in a certain location. Okay. I'm going to try to get back in shape again. Then I'll do a race. You, I'm not gonna. I'm not that. gonna do it where I where I heave as a. The first time I tried started running again like a year ago was I pretty much almost passed out when I got home. So I'm like I'm gonna be in shape when I do this. I am the same way and I'm not in shape either. I mean I, I stretch, I work out, but that's right. it. But you know, it, 
It uh, depends on your body. Yeah. Well, I've been able to do some workouts with my with the baby. I put okay. the baby on my legs and I kind of do crunches, and the baby's like a is like a stable weight that I can like do crunches on the bed. But yeah. Anyway. Good. All right. Interesting. Good. Well. Good. We caught this up. We let people know of all the the hip things to do in LA, and uh, and uh, if you got thousand things of product relying around, Ryan is your guy. There when you go. He's, when he's not producing a thirty for thirty or directing Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna so confuse people. Now. Is he the director or is he not? Just turn on your camera. You'll figure it out by the color. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking through his credits and just seeing like what's there. So yeah, he's got a lot, a lot of producing stuff going on mainly, but he's yeah. Wakanda forever. He he's, he's a director in that. Well, you know, I did direct a film too, as a kid that nobody oh. knows about that I'm going to release in two years. Well, you should put on IMDb. You can put anything on IMDb. I, I probably will. I can, but I didn't, I, I have to put it on YouTube and show it for free, but it was a movie I made with uh, Ted Danson, Woody Harrelson, Kirstie Alley, and George Wendt. What are you? Are you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. You can save that for the next podcast, or we'll talk uh, about. I could. It I could add it to the stream. I'm yeah. Send you the a five minute clip of you and, and those folks. But good. Anyway, you must have been so, young. You must have been young, probably like what, like ten back then. Then I it was in 1987. I was 13, and I wanted to be a director at the time because I okay. lived in LA, of course, and that's what everyone wanted to do. And yes. uh, Ted Danson said, "You want to be a director? You can direct me in a short." And we <laughs> did it. And uh, it's a little two minute short, and I never did anything with it after that because my life just went different directions. And yeah. I finally pulled it out of the, the the box and edited it, and I'm gonna put it out in a couple of years. Oh, good. Well, I'll I'll be at the red carpet. Thank. Well, it's actually gonna be my 50th birthday is where I'm gonna show it. So oh, good. We'll in, we'll invite the cast over. Yeah. And let them know what they're up to, <laughs> and uh, and maybe we'll have like a panel. We'll have yeah. a panel. Oh, I love panel it. Panel interactive Q and A. That's right. All right, cool. Hey, I appreciate it, man. This is good. Awesome. Thank you. All right. I want to thank Ryan Kugler for coming on the podcast. Again, social media for this is Awkward with Evan at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as awkwardwithevan.com for every single episode. And of course, to support patreon.com slash funnyevan. Uh, more interviews in the works and we will stay awkward because I know I will. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.